do me a favor if you are listening please hit the subscribe button like share rate review the podcast it really means more than you realize i believe every business owner has a story to tell through seeking true authentic insights about the entrepreneurial journey i provide a platform for our peers to share their stories and inspire those that listen this is the county business talks podcast powered by picture book films Okay, welcome to another episode of the County Business Talks podcast. For the first time on the podcast, I'm welcomed by three guests on the show. It's almost like a little bit of a panel, to be honest. They've all joined their family business, started by their dad, Dennis Tugwell, and a business partner, James Walker, in 1971, at different stages over the last 40 years, and have taken a refrigeration company to a full-service facilities management company that is now TSS Facilities. I'm delighted to welcome three brothers, Andy, Chris, and Steve Tugwell. How you doing, gents? Very well. Very well. well. Yeah, yeah, very good. Good, good to be here. It's also, I know we've, we've obviously known each other for a while. We've spoken a couple of times about coming on, and it's great to have all three of you here, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a fascinating conversation, I'm sure. So let's, um, look, we're going we're gonna to jump straight in. So the TSS story started in 1971 um, when your dad launched a refrigeration company. What, what, tell me a little bit about like, what was life growing up and... Was it always your plan to get involved in a family business? No, never at all. Really? Yeah, it was never at all. I wanted to be an hairdresser. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you believe it? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, my dad said, no, you ain't doing you ain't doing that. And um, he said, what do you want to do? Uh, and so uh, I went into the car trade. I went into it as a car mechanic. Yeah. Absolutely useless. <laughs> Absolutely useless. Got the sack from that within about six weeks. Well, the manager of the... Of Wadham Stringer, then well known, it's called Wadham Kennin today. Yeah. And uh, he uh, brought me in the office and uh, he said, I thought uh, you passed your first year's uh, apprenticeship because you did block release in those days. And I said, Well, I think I have. He said, No, no, no. He said, You failed everyone. <laughs> so he said, um, Look, he said, You bought a humour and something to the garage. We like you we can't keep you employed so he said we're going to give you six weeks to go and um, find yourself a new job well in those days it was very easy you walked out of one job yeah. into another a bit like today that sort of come back yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but um, yeah I walked in and uh, I became a plumbing and heating engineer in, in those days and started off an apprenticeship doing that and loved it yeah, uh, yeah. and loved it you know you, I, I was in a garage we had to clock in and clock out. I was like a caged lion. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was on this building site where I was able to express myself and there was a, a great banter on building sites in those days yeah. and what have you. And that's how my career started. Alright. That's interesting because I... Like, with a hairdressing thing, obviously that was my thing for a little while and, and going into that. But similar, I guess, to the... Listening to the car, I was... Rabbit hairdresser, although I run a salon, I got into it wanting to be a hairdresser. It was rubbish. They basically said that exactly the same to me like that you're great with people, you're great. At, I was front of the house, you're great at doing this, but actually, the cutting the hair, not, not so much. So, it yeah. went down that different route. But you go, I guess, like, but everything in life, like, one of the things I talk about on the podcast so much, like failure or things not working out and changing direction in life, is such a important thing because it builds that resilience, isn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah and you sort of go, go out there. And, what, and, and yourselves, gents? Well, I, I was obviously, uh, I'm four years younger than Andrew, yeah, yeah. so I, I was still at school when 
dad started. So I'll be honest, I, all I wanted to do was get out with my mates. Yeah. I was pretty much oblivious to uh, the start-up of uh, Night and Walk as it was then. Yeah. I, I used to, the old man used to have me in the weekends uh, and I used to like clean the, like he, he used to sell a lot of second-hand fr fridges and freezers yeah. to different butcher shops and all that and I used to go in, wash them down, polish them like car polish, leak test them and stuff like that and get a bit of pocket money. Yeah. Um, but I, I was oblivious to most of it. I was, I was just looking to get my bit of cash so I could go out <laughs> with my mates and, and that, that was me really And uh, but I never intended to uh, go in there I went off and uh, I, I, a gang went on to the building I've, I've done a roofing apprenticeship I went self-employed yeah. um, really pretty independent right up until the hurricane yeah. done, done really well uh, but the following year I was mortgaged up uh, I was only getting a three day week because everything had been re-roofed yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, the old man sort of pulled me in and I was like the oldest apprentice in town again it was like <laughs> a restart and it, at the time it was quite sort of soul destroying but I gradually got into it yeah. and uh, went from there really is it like I always sort of talk about where that sort of thing that sort of stuff you seeing that work ethic from your dad and running his own business, did it not drop in like, at some point with all three of like, to think like, he's got that, he's doing that, and he's built something? He, he was from a grafter. Yeah, he yeah. was a grafter. So that, like, that sort of work, that strong work ethic, which sometimes, you know, maybe gets lost sometimes on the younger generation. Now you sort of look, and obviously not, not, not pigeonholing people, but you sort of look at that, and that, that strong work ethic. Like my mum and dad were never really entrepreneurial, but they did show. John, I'm a, I'm a grafter. I always yeah. have been. So they did show that strong. So do you feel that you've got that from? Absolutely. I mean, Definitely. My, yeah. my, my dad. I mean, for me, as I say, I was a bit younger. I was still at school. Mm. Not really. St I, was st I was still a kid, really. I mean, I had that mentality. But uh, from about the age of fourteen, he was saying, like, you know, what, what, what do you want to do, Steve? What do you want to do? I said, oh, I don't know. He said, Well, I'm telling you now. He said, uh, When you leave school, you're not hanging around the house and uh, when I get up and go out the door, you're coming out with me, and you're not coming in till I come in. And if you have to stand on the street, oh that's what you'll have to do. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. And that, that, I guess that's the thing, isn't it? Like yeah. that—that that's instilled in you from a young age. Because so like, one of the things with running a business is obviously you, uh, over four years of you guys doing it. I guess you're a test to like go through tough times and challenges, and you've got to have that that strong work ethic and that thing that you've got to knuckle down and uh, and crack on. You've got to be like prepared to roll your sleeves up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But do you know what? Some of the best laughs I've had in my life have been at work. Yeah. You know, I've had some real funny days, seen some amazing places and what have you. So, yeah, I think it's work, but it's not. The three of us together know. combined have, have experienced some unbelievable times. Yeah. Bad, good and bad. Yeah, 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 I'm sure. Know? So well, I'm assuming that like, you you alluded to earlier, Andy, about the you know that banter on the in the um, in the building like, the building industry, industry yeah. and that type of thing. I guess like you obviously knowing you guys really characters and you know great people people. I guess and w love having a chat and that sort. But so do, do you feel like that? Obviously, 
camaraderie. And does that come from home as well, where yeah, that camaraderie yeah, between yeah. the three of oh, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was that a funny household. Yeah. It was a funny household. What, what we had, we had our grandparents who my mum and dad got the house for them next door. Right. So uh, we was very, very lucky. We had th- the three of us had a fantastic childhood yeah. because we had um, grandparents living next door to us, yeah. and they were the funniest couple ever. <laughs> and he worked within the uh, hotel business all his life. He worked on the sister ship to the Titanic, which was the Olympic. Right, yeah. He'd been to uh, Mobile, Alabama, in America, three times before he was 15. Right. He went there uh, in the Depression and also when alcohol was banned over there. So he, he went all to all the speakeasies and stuff like that. And we've we've got all of his books as a towel boy and serving on the Olympic. We've still got all that now. Nice. And, uh, yeah, he, he, he had a fantastic life. He went in the Army and worked as a batman to officers and, and then came out of there, worked at the Ritz in London, the Savoy, wow. and then met our grandmother, his wife, uh, in service. In, in hotels, she was a chambermaid and what have you, they got together, eventually moved down to Brighton and set up their family and he worked in the hotels down in Brighton, he worked in the Metropole, the old ship wow. uh, and what have you, so yeah, he had a, he had a very, they both had a, ve- a very interesting life, but they were very, very funny, there was always great humour yeah. and that rubbed off on their children, which was our mum and yeah. their uncles. And also our father, who had, you know, great humour, but uh, had suffered adversity in his life uh, uh, and what have you. And uh, um, he was a child of a of a broken family in those days, which yeah. in those days was something different to what it is now. Yeah, yeah sure. And uh, he, you know, he 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 went he went in Bernardo's uh, uh, for a while. He was a Bernardo's boy, right. so he knew what. When he had his family, when he when he had the children and what have you, there was nothing else but his family. That was it, and and uh, he was going to bring us up the right way and and give us great ethos and and respect for other people and what have you, and show us what a family was, yeah. and demonstrate that. And he always did. He would have moved mountains for us. Yeah. He, he was that kind of character, and it was great because we we grew up in a, a two two bedroom house, didn't we? Yeah. And we was all in the same bedroom, all the guys up in the road. Like the three bears. Like the three bears. <laughs> and we all had dinner together. So it was a, a tight family. It was a nice time. It was a great time. I, lo- I loved it. Uh, uh, Apart from when he come home clubbing and used to wake me up <laughs> <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning. I used to, he, he was a bugger to go to sleep of a night. And, and <laughs> mum and dad would go, go to bed, go to bed. And he never would because it's nine years between me and Chris. And I can remember coming home clubbing one night. And uh, I, I see him there asleep, and I, I, uh, I don't know why I'd done it, but I, well, I'd had a few drinks, but I, <laughs> I, I woke him up. I said, come on, you're late for school, you're late for school. Watched him get dressed, <laughs> and then said, no, nah, I'm only mucking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right? And the look on his face was like, when I woke him up, the look on his face, like, I'm going to bed tonight early. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, he said, oh, I can't believe you, it's, it's morning already. And anyway, he went back, and about four days later, we're sitting at the table, 
having dinner. And he went, here. He said, did you wake me up the other night? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This is the gold that we need to be called on here, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we had all that sort of stuff going on. I love so, that. Because yeah. that, again, back to, I'm, I'm half Greek secrets. So family is a big thing for That's me as yeah, well. Yeah. When you're like, you know, I remember growing up, you know, just typical Greek families. Like, my mum's Greek, my dad's English, and they're, they're, they're almost polar opposites. My dad's this quiet guy, and my mum's from a big Greek. F- don't know how they, that ever happened, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I love, I, love the, I love the fact that, and I still do it with my kids, all sit around the table, yeah. eat together. Yeah, so, yeah. Important. so important. I, I, yeah. I, I love it, because I'm keen to, especially taking over, and uh, did, did your dad sort of have that, as part of the ethos of the company from early stages, like that sort of family environment within the company. When you went and worked, I mean, as a as a teenager, listening to your father on the phone at that age, when you when you think you know it all, but you actually know nothing. Mm. I used to think, oh, I don't know why you're doing that. I don't know why why you're talking to these uh, people like like that. You know, they're working for you. You should be uh, remonstrating a bit more. Uh, but he didn't. That was that was his way. He uh, he got the best engineers in Sussex working mm. for him. But it was a team effort, and they all, bar none, they all adored him. They all had mm. huge, huge respect for him, and they showed that when he when he passed. You know, they was all there, and they was all, uh, uh, you know, they'd moved on in their their lives, and and some of them had retired and what have you. Mm. But. They all took the time to uh, attend his funeral. It's very rare that you would find ex-employees today yeah. going to a go- an ex-governor's uh, funeral yeah. uh, and what have you. You'd, you'd get the odd few, but you wouldn't get the amount that turned up to his, bar none. Wow. And, and clients. Uh, and clients. Yeah, yeah. They, they loved him. And they used to call him the... The, the matchstick man, because he, he used to turn up with the matchstick out the corner of his mouth and what have you, and he'd do business, and his word was his bond. And that's that's how he did it. And they, uh, the clients loved him. The engineers loved him. Yeah, they all had they all had a great time. But that was his ethos. It was a, it was a family unit. At that particular time, in my teenage years, I couldn't understand that. Mm. Uh, it, well, I had different ideas about business, but then you know nothing at those yeah. times. Yeah, it's, le- it's such a learning. Well, I find that fascinating because obviously cu- culture. We'll come onto it a little bit later. I'm, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about that. But yeah, like, it's, cu- it's just a fas- it's a fascinating thing. Like, I, I look at again. I always allude to the salon because I've I've got the culture wrong. I went in as a, my first business and was like, I'm I've gone in as a boss and not a leader. So didn't cut hair. So they looked at me. What does he know? But I found it really tricky. I found it hard to get, and I, I think I look back now, and I, I closed that business, lost money, and look look at it. But I think the main reason it didn't work was because I got the culture wrong. Now I look at to other salons. Like I had Mark Woolley on here recently, who runs the electric salons in in Brian, you know, yeah. massive company, done global product yeah. brand. But his salon was around the corner from mine, and I talked to him about it, and because I'd go around and we'd swap colour and stuff like that, and help each other out. And go and he had this buzzy salon. It was loads happening. So he had a, an amazing culture. He looked to him as a leader, and yeah. put, and I got it wrong. So f- that's why one of the reasons I love talking about it so much on here, and just listening to you talking, obviously about your dad as well. But and and the feeling I get from how the company is now, just as a the bond that you guys have obviously got as a family. But 
that's how I sort of imagine it to be in, in TSS. Still like that family ethos just running through the company. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, 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 you know, we, we very much try to keep that. Sometimes it's difficult because yeah. you grow and the and it, the culture changes when you bring new management in. But mm. below all of that, it's we, you know, anybody that comes to TSS is part of that team. Yeah. That's that underlying thing, and and we look after you. Got to be reciprocal, yeah. uh, and what have you. But we look after you. We treat you with the utmost respect, and uh, we expect the same back. You know. But it's it's we never really, n well, I never have. I've never looked as if I'm in this ivory tower looking down. Or would I would no. hate that. Yeah. I would hate that. It's not always, our. We're always open. Always. You know, people can always come and talk to us. We're not frightened of mixing in. I mean, you still go on site and uh, get stuck in, don't you? you see I get stuck in. I, I was on like site do, with yeah. the, the guys over the school summer holidays having fish and chips, bought them fish and chips. And we sat there and we had a chat. You know, they, they, they put the tools down. We had a chat. We had fish and chips on a Friday of a lunchtime. It was lovely. It's great. See, that, that for me, like, there's a couple of things taken out of that for me. One... I heard you mention a couple of times about respect, which is obviously really important. Like you, you, like you just mentioned about your dad and the, the respect that obviously previous staff had for him, clients, whatever. And that, that is so. But it's got like you mentioned, it's got to be reciprocal, isn't it? Yeah. Like yes. you yeah. respect them, and, yeah. and you give them an opportunity. They respect you back, and that's how a, a yeah. strong culture is founded. I yeah. guess, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be a two-way street. That's yeah. not just with the staff, that's through with the clients. We've got clients where we've got long-standing relationships. And it's, it's you know, and, uh, certainly respect them. And we know they respect us. And, and they're, they're great to work with. And that's yeah. what, you, you, you know, work's hard, hard enough as it is. So you, you want to go in and enjoy it. And, uh, and with, with clients, with a lot of our clients... Well, once we get a client, they, they normally stay with us for a very, very long time. Mm. You know, and to be honest, we've become a little bit selective because we really want to work with people who we like. I love that. And uh, you know, the, the, a lot of our client base, I, I would go out and have a drink with most of them, mm. or nearly all of them, yeah. in fact. And uh, they're great people to work with. And um, you know, like you said, respect. They respect us. We respect them. Mm. We get on brilliantly. That's like. You look at, I guess, again, we'll come on to COVID in, in a little bit and the, the implications out, but I think certainly stuff that comes out, come out of COVID a lot is that exactly people look at business, they looked at their lives and they've gone, actually, one, I want to work with people I want to work with. I want to spend time with the people I want to spend time with. And, mm. and you end up, not always that it's from a financial point standpoint, but it's just like, actually... If you don't fit into what our culture or our ethos is, whether that be a client or or a member of staff, whatever that is, then you're not right for for, for us. Yeah, I think yeah. what you get into, and I've had this over the years, and I always I always say this to the to the guys and girls who we work together and what have you. I I've had people over the years who tell me tell us what they think that we want to hear. Mm. Actually, I don't want to hear that. What I, all I want is the truth. Mm. That's all we want. Because if there is something wrong, you can work with that and you know how to, if you've got the presence of mind to, how to fix that. Mm. But you can't fix anything unless you're told the truth. Yeah. And 
you, you know, that's happened over the years that you get people who think, well, I'm going to tell him what he, I think he needs to hear. I don't need to hear that at all. All I want is the truth. If they're not enjoying it, tell me. Tell us. Uh, and what have you. And if the client has got something, it doesn't like something that we can tell us. We can adapt. We can put that right. Don't have a hidden agenda. Just tell us. Mm. Uh, and we can work with that. I think a big word that, that, or a lot that come out of, again, I guess the last couple of years for me, authenticity and honesty. Yeah. And massive. a bit of transparency. Yeah. It's such a... It is important. It's so important. It's massive. Mm. You think... I haven't got the time. We haven't got the time. Mm. And uh, well, I'd love to have the time to 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 mess about. But we, you know, listen, we, we're here. It's the biggest, apart from our family, it's the biggest thing that we do mm. every day. And we and we live and breathe it. Even when we go home, mm. we're still living and breathing the mm. business and and the clients and and everything that goes with it. So you might as well do it in the best way that you can and enjoy it. I would hate. I've I've met people, talked to people that dread going into work in the morning. Well, why would you awful. carry on doing yeah. that? You know. That must be you, it must be an awful thing to yeah. do. I, we're, yeah. I personally, and I know these two, we've never, we've never had that. We've had challenges where we thought, how are we going to get over this? But that's where the family's strong. That's where we're at our best. That's when we come together. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, you'd have to be a false then yeah. to get to get anything past us then, because we're so strong. It's unbelievable. Let's, let's delve into that a little bit then because I'm keen to like, talk about obviously some challenges over you know been involved for nearly 40 years over 40 years and it all comes forward in different times talk to me about some of the challenges over the last few years and obviously as business partners having family I, I guess you alluded to it there how important that is to, to have that yeah. backup and know that you're all in it together to yeah. do it but just yeah talk to me about some of the challenges mate and where does Covid fit into that as well like well, I think yeah, COVID were, uh, wasn't uh, really a problem for us, was well, it? It, no. it? It was in some sense, but our, I think our biggest challenge was in 1999, late 90s. And we, at that time, were doing work with a large supermarket chain, and they were putting the pressure on us, to, or all contractors, to shave their prices by up to a, a quarter. And we had quite a lot invested in that contract at the time. We were, we were looking after about 30, 35 stores. 34. 34 stores covering Sussex and Kent. We had a man in each store. Uh, we was actually bigger and turning over more then than we are today, or about comparably. And, uh, but the margins, there was no margin in it. So then to be told by uh, your client, you've got to shave those costs uh, or leave the contract. Took the decision to um, walk away from it because it wouldn't. Uh, he was running hard to stand still. So we yeah. moved away from it, but it was uh, it did carry a large percentage of our turnover. So moving away from that then brought other difficulties in the business because we had to uh, shave back our overhead. And to be honest, because we were probably a little bit naive, we didn't move as quickly as we should have done. We tried to protect people in the business and everything. But that caught up with us, and um, we got in a, a shocking financial crash. You know, we was uh, trading 
Well, we, we, we trading in solvent, wasn't solvent, we? Solvent, really, and we wow. were being charges on our houses. Yeah, we had charges over the houses, and it was uh, an awful time. And uh, we had a bit of luck. We had a few friends who, who gave us a bit of support, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And um, we we had CCJs coming in. We had bailiffs coming in twice a day, and it was it was stressful. And we had no money. We were robbing Peter to pay Paul. Um, but what we never done, we never buried our heads in the sand. No. So instead of them bringing the water to us, we took it to them. Yeah. And they respected that. Mm. They loved that. There was a time when we did. We was sort of, you know, was people ringing out asking for money or something. Well, check check if you're in the post next week. And then yeah. you realise that week and you weren't going to honour it. And I thought, I can't carry on like this. So like Andrew said, we took it to them. Right, we owe you this. This is what we're going to do. We're going to pay you this, this, and this over this amount of period, and they they didn't all, not all of them liked it, but they I think they respected it, and eventually over a period of time we worked out of it and we got stronger and stronger. We built great relationships. We got confidence back in the industry because a lot of that confidence had been lost. But what we always wanted to do, we wanted to keep the company number that my dad created. Yeah, so we d it would have been easier for us to bust it and start again the next day. Couldn't do that. Couldn't do it. And we had uh, some of our friends in our supply chain. We weren't going to do them out of money either. We wanted to make sure everybody got their money back. And that's what we've done. It was a harder route. Um, Thanks for the It was a ha harder route. Uh, tough. Um, and it took longer than we expected, didn't it? Well, we've never really chose the easy route, have we? We never have. No. So... When COVID came along, when stuff like that comes along, you can feel the hairs on the back of your neck come up because it brings those senses back to those times. Mm -hmm. And I sort of put my our ducks in a row quite early for COVID, and actually we we sort of went for it first. And that's what we had the we had the experience that time, which we never touch wood experience again but we did have the experience that we could draw on that was still raw mm -hmm. to be able to get us through covid so that in actual fact covid was quite a pleasant ride wasn't it i think yeah. as well what chris says when we went through that period there was a lot of uh procedures missing from structures and stuff that we didn't have in place and uh, now when stuff like that comes along we've, we've got so many sort of structures and yeah. uh, processes and because we've sort of been there before that without sounding cocky you you sort of it reminds you that you just you just batten up the, the doors a bit tighter and yeah. uh, foresee you look forward a little bit further you can sort of I mean you couldn't I mean, COVID took us all by surprise, but, uh, you know, not sure what's going to happen. The world's in a mess at the moment, not yeah. sure what's going to happen, but, you know, we've already got a plan B yeah. there. You know, we're not waiting till, oh, didn't know that was going to happen. We've, we've already got and things in and place, that and that's, that's experience. That that that's that's yeah. Sorry, we did oh. have great support from our uh, staff as well, didn't we? Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Support. It, it wasn't just us; it was they the whole come team. On board with us. And they was all they was all in the same direction. Yeah, as us. fully behind. But, yeah. but going back to them times, a, a lot of where 
uh, we, Andrew and myself, we, we were working, uh, doing a lot of weekend work, uh, but we never draw a wage for that. So, so, because uh, because of the industry we're in, a lot of out of hours work and what anything evenings, work of hours, it was invoiced, but there was no labour cost to it because it's me and Andrew doing it. And that all went back to bottom line. So, so you was doing like a seven day a week, but you was only drawing a crappy wage, really, weren't you? At that yeah, time? yeah. I mean, in, in the nineties, I was going up to London using Eddie Wood and on, yeah. on Sundays to, to do the water tanks at yeah. Billingsworth and places like that. And we weren't charging our labour, so you knew if you whatever you costed mm. that out with all basic other than a few materials, it was profit. And that all went hundred percent back into the business, getting us back to where we needed to be. Um, there's a couple of bits that come out of that for me. One, one, the communication, I guess, with suppliers and people like that when you're in them tough times comes back to something that I, I value, I hold very dear, which is integrity. I think everything, I've tried every, whatever I've done in business to know that I can go into most rooms and hold my head up by because you do things with integrity. And that, that's something that comes, for me, comes across quite strong listening to you guys talk talk about that. But I'm with, just keen to like from a mindset perspective because I know I've I've been there as well and and that where does that like that ultimate resilience come from when you're actually up against that CCJs you've got you know you said Bailey's coming round knocking on the door where do, where does that resilience from the come old from man mm. yeah it's just a mindset it's just a mindset he was just a uh, he was a loving father but with a tough exterior. And, uh, you know, he was a he force. The story behind him, <laughs> apart from his childhood, was he worked for a company as a service manager called Knight and Son Refrigeration, which was owned by a guy called Jeff Knight. And um, it was a successful company. And what that done, that opened up a department called Prime Meat. Now, prime meat, the whole thing behind that was, in those days, you have to remember this is in the 70s, mm. is that they was blogging chest freezers to households, but when you bought the chest freezer, you got it full of frozen food. That was the concept. Mm. That was the sales pitch. Frozen food was a new concept then. Mm. Frozen food was uh, Nagura. And um, that went ballistic. That just took off. And uh, they got very, very big, very, very quick. And because they did, they overstretched themselves financially, so they brought people onto the board who wasn't quite who they said they was. And all of a sudden, that got wrapped up. But then that got bought by a company that, it, that then got bought, bought by a company called BJAM, and as you know, yeah. day Iceland. Yeah. So that's where that all comes from. Right, wow, well, okay. Yeah, wow. That's a start, didn't you? Bloody hell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, again, like, looking at, from listening to you, you talk, and uh, another thing I wanted to take out of what, what you mentioned about that with the team coming on board, again, especially like through going through them tough times and listening to that, again, it all relates back to culture. It, like they, they, yeah, you only culture. get you only get that that buy-in from staff and then people to go like 
because you must have had staff at the time, obviously at COVID, people worried and. Oh uh, yeah. But, mm. but yeah. then I guess talk to me then about as leaders that what do you what's that communication to your staff that everything's going to be all right? We've got this is the situation we're in. Yeah. We, we did actually. I think we communicated well. We um, we used the phone system that we bought three years prior to that and. I uh, started having conference calls, which we'd never used before. <laughs> on it. So that, 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 I never heard of Zoom. Exactly. So, so um, what we've done, uh, <laughs> the, there's a, the, the three of us and James, um, uh, and we, we had a talk every day, what was going on, where we were, what we were doing. Uh, we also spoke to some other uh, business leaders, weren't we? That's right. Yeah, what, what I did, I, I put together, or well, we put together, a little group, and we we had a conference call at 5 o'clock every afternoon, every working day that we had a conference call. And what with, we did, with her, with other, with other businesses, so uh, I, I spoke to Vince Pemberton of yeah. Rivervale, Vince came on board with it, uh, Mark Dodd of Limpio, spoke to him, Anthony Edwards of EMC, and um, I can't remember who else. And there, there was there was herself and James, who's now the MD of TSS. And what we did, because none of us knew what furlough was, what the government was doing, mm. it enabled us to talk about each other's business. What are you going to do to get through this? What are you? What are you doing? What are we doing? Should we all do that together? And what it done, it, it built a bond and it built confidence and all of a sudden we was getting through this, wasn't there? This unknown territory. I mean, yeah. I furlough, I thought that was a horse racing term. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've never heard of it you, before. You and me, uh, uh, and um, what we did, the the, the companies and, and TSS all really shared information. shared information and got each other through it. And, oh, yeah. we, and we formed that lovely bond and we used to look forward to that five o'clock call every day, and because Vince is in a in an industry which is uh, governed by the RBLA, I think it is, um, they have very good structure on what you should be doing uh, during mm -hmm. COVID. And we and we was getting information there and using that as an example of what we should be doing. So that's how we got through it. I love that, and that, again that. For me, certainly, I, I love the Sussex business community uh, as a whole. I've been really fortunate, I think, to integrate into it. But I think one thing that, again, back to COVID, what come out even stronger was that sense of community that yeah. we mm. all, you know, it was unknown territory for so many people, but to all reach out and realize it's actually, I've got your back, or come here, let's have a chat about this, and, yeah. and that support network. Because you are, you, you know, you're in a, can be in a dark place at that point. A lot of businesses really suffered. Like fortunately, like you said, you guys um, come out of it okay. But a lot of businesses some didn't make it through, and others were in a really tough point. But to have that support network and help you through it is so so, so important. Then what we did, then we used to have regular conference calls with all of the staff mm. and bring them up to date with what we're doing, what's going on, yeah. and giving them some comfort so they're not sitting at home thinking well what's happening yeah we didn't want to do that you know they're they're vital to yeah, us yeah. and in actual fact we brought a lot of them back quite quickly because at first we we put most of them on furlough and we kept a small 
uh, handful of engineers who people had still uh, servicing and working with which mm. was good but after the first couple of months it was apparent um, we needed to bring more back so we were slowly bringing them back in and work, work was getting busier and busier and I think from August it really took off didn't it yeah and um, you know it's great great for us I know there was other businesses really struggling and really felt for them yeah. people especially in hospitality and places people like that but um, we had a demand there and, and uh, with the compliance because a lot of what we do compliance employers and water treatment do the hospital that. trusts as well so that mm, compliance was right. needed to be still be done yeah. and we had to bring them back quite quickly so um, from that point of view it was good for the employees to get back to work get back to what they're used to doing mm. but in between that time as Andrew said we did communicate with them we used to do sometimes we used to get them all on the phone at once and talk other times we used to get them on by department uh, department so you might have got the water treatment department or the heating and electrical mm. situation and talk to them more on a more smaller group so they might feel like us because sometimes when you're in a big group you don't always want to ask questions yeah, so yeah sure we went into smaller groups uh, for their comfort and yeah i think we've done uh, a lot we, there's some things we could have done better but um, it's yeah, it's 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 a learning process. But it wasn't a textbook, you know. There's no textbook to get you through these things. So um, yeah, no, no matter how many people I've had on this and, and talked to them about it, no, no one in their business plan had global pandemic. No, no, what, no, what, no, what's, no, my, no. what's my risk no. assessment for global pandemic yeah, when yeah. that that hits? No, well, we, no yeah, one had that. We, it's funny because we've done a business plan, didn't we? Before we did before just COVID. <laughs> We yeah. just finished this five-year plan. And we, almost <laughs> <laughs> we threw it out the window. <laughs> yeah. 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 Scrap that. Let's, uh, let's, yeah. uh, let's, yeah. let's start yeah. again. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah, incredible. Look, I, I want to just take me back a little bit. And you guys come on board at different stages. But was there like a, was there a vision early on to become TSS and have a, like a full service? facilities management company was that something quite early on or wh when did that sort of come of come about we was it's like anything really i'd love to say yeah, <laughs> yeah. but in in honesty no we was in a contract with with a, a very large supermarket which said at that particular time we want you to do this that this mm. and that whereas originally we was only doing refrigeration mm. and then the next thing we're looking after boilers air conditioning, checkouts, bakeries, all sorts. So, um, so is that, just let me interject. Is that is that something then that, like, because I, I, I find this fascinating a lot where you go, this is what you do as a company, and then someone comes with an opportunity, and you go, yeah, yeah, we can do that. And yeah. you go, right, we're clear. I'm all you, for that. You, you wing it, and you go, right, yeah, I can do that. I'll figure yeah. that out. And you say yes, and then think about that. Because yeah. I'm a bit of a yes man. I always think, Life's an opportunity. So you go, actually, yeah, yeah I could, and then you'll figure it out later. Definitely, because that I love, I love. I've done that all, all my working really? life. Yeah, okay. yeah. I've gone into places where other colleagues of mine in different companies have gone. Well, we'll get back to you, and I've sort of gone into it and gone, no, we can, we can do this. Uh, to give you a, a, for example, there was a very large company. Um, over, um, they start. They bought the old Nissan building over at Durrington. Huge, huge building. And um, we was in the times where we were struggling in the late 90s, that when it all hit. 
and we got a phone call and a, and a yellow sticky was put on my desk. Can you go over uh, to a bookshop over in Durrington and give them a price for a new boiler? Yeah, of course I can. So I rung this number and it was a, it was a guy called Mr. Money. Straight away, I was attracted to that. <laughs> so um, I made I made the the call, made the the appointment, and drove over there. And all of a sudden, I'm driving into this huge estate over in Durrington with these huge warehouses. And I've turned up, and there's a security guard there. And he said, and I said, I don't know whether I'm in the right place, but I've come to see a Mr. Money. So he said, yeah, park your car over there. So got out, and he said, I'll, I'll walk you through. Well, I'm not kidding you. These warehouses was about three football pitches long each, and I was walking through them. I thought, well, I don't know where this board is going to go. <laughs> Anyhow, I met Mr. Money, who became a great pal, um, and we had a great business relationship and whatever. And that turned it, that wasn't putting a boiler in a, in a, in a bookshop. That was heating all of Little Hampton Book Services at that particular time, which was all these warehouses, and they needed them heated. And out of that, in those days, and that was the start of us coming back, wasn't it? It mm. was. It yeah. was, it yeah. was uh, nearly £300,000 installation contracts. And I didn't, have the, I didn't have the means to do it. I didn't have the labour to do it. Um, and at that particular time, I had... I was his apprentice in the 70s and he ended up working with us uh, of Mick and, yeah. and he said where have you been I said well I've been over this place Mick and I said I don't know how I'm going to heat it but I've got to get this price together and he went well have a word with Brian and so I, who's Brian so he gave me Brian's number Brian and myself got together we got the manufacturers of the heaters down there and three hundred thousand pound later, we got the order, and we're doing it. And that was the start back for us. And then Mr. Money asked me to uh, air condition all of the office suites in Columbia House. So we did that, which was another quarter of a million quid. That was the start back. But that's the bit that I love. That's the bit. Run to the challenge. I'll always run to it. Never run away. But interesting that call. We we um, that call came about our through our ad in the yellow pages. It did. And that particular year, we really couldn't afford to advertise. And it was about 10 grand ad, wasn't it? It was. And we was, you know, should we do it? It's a lot of money. And, we, and in the end, we said, come on, we've got to, we've got to do it. We've got to take them. And it was a big decision, a massive mm. decision to spend £10,000 on, in those days. on the yellow pages ad. And we done it, didn't we? And yeah. uh, that, that call come about to us. You might have to explain what the yellow pages yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to talk yeah. about inspiring the next generation and the younger listeners listening. They go, you know what? Yeah. 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 The yeah. game culture. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's, what a brilliant story. So, yeah, but that, again, like, one of the reasons starting this is to you know, inspire people and listen to them type of journeys. And Because when, when you are up against it, and you and cause, uh, you'd, be, you'd be honest with me, tell me at that time when you got them CCJ and you're going, and before you come back, is there times that you was there times that you thought you know what we've got to call this a day? No, you, never, never, really, never, never ever. No, the, the, it's 
if you was going to start off down that journey, then you've got to you've got to make sure you finish that journey definitely. I don't I know. Can't see the point. When yeah. we're under pressure, then we're at our best. Mm. I think we're like, we're like a wounded we animal. Give, we, yeah, we What's that? Like a wounded animal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But again, I, I guess that. Does does that make that easier? The fact that there's three of you sitting here, yeah, three yeah, to it, do it does. It. it does. When I guess solo entrepreneurs, people on their own, maybe you got to find that sometimes knowing that you've got each other to bounce that out. Having because yeah. oh, people I have know, business yeah. partners, and then you know, but maybe different family backgrounds, different ethoses, different work ethics, and yeah. as a business mm-hmm. partner, when it's when you all come the same ilk you're all in it together you all that, that I wouldn't want to do anything in business without these two no Ricky, Ricky first yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean I, I know that you know uh, we all have our holidays and all that and that there might be a decision that needs to be made by one of us is on holiday and whether you come back and you you don't like the decision what you do know you do know that the decision is made with the right intentions and what's for the benefit of the company, mm. you can never question that. It might not be. You might have argued, perhaps we should have done it this way or that way, but ultimately, you you know it's about the good of the company, and mm. and with that, you, you can lay in the sun bed and enjoy the sun. You know, love that, love that. Now, just again, like people listening to it, and hopefully get some certainly what I take from it because you know difficult times in my business journey as well but I, I love I love the fact that you just go right we'll blow our sleeves up this and just believe that we're not going to give up we're not, we're, we're, the option yeah. is to pack up and go home when that's not an option so yeah. let's let's crack on and let's go and make this happen yeah. roll my sleeves up wherever like you said we go and work weekends we do what we have to do yeah. we just got to knuckle down and, mm-hmm. and the belief I guess that in what you're doing that we are going to get there we will we will come back and then like you say them, them opportunities present themselves mm-hmm. but you don't always you don't the three of you don't need to be dealing with the same issue the same problem yeah. you know like quite often like Chris Chris was a count so like there's I mean there was as you said there's babies coming in and stuff like that I I never really dealt with that bit uh, because they were dealing with it mm. so they didn't need me standing there looking in on it what they needed me to do was be at the cold place earning earning yeah. and, yeah. That, and that's what I've done and, and, and sort of being a little bit logical you know yeah. Because quite often, I mean, you go in a shop that you want to be served and there's three people at a till <laughs> de- dealing with someone bringing something back and there's a queue a mile long. You think, can't one of you deal with that or two of you? Mm. Like, but it's, so you, w- you've got to be clever with your time as we've well. We've always done that well in terms where we've sort of respected one another's roles within the business yeah. and um, not interfered what we're doing because no. you all bring well. a different dynamic yeah. that's why yes. I like, yeah. listen to you talk and knowing you a little bit I, I get, that's what you get from it you all yeah. bring a different dynamic to, yeah. to the business which I guess is I mean these two are technical I wouldn't know how to fix I wouldn't know one end of a boiler from another to be honest <laughs> with you but I do I know my place within the business and I'll mm. stick to doing that but and that's the key thing for any business isn't it? everyone yeah. knows their strengths weaknesses what that looks like and that's uh, round pegs round holes yeah, yeah. love that love that well look I'll give you another one. Is, uh, is the, we've got a water hygiene department, and that was again born out by the supermarket, because in those days the supermarkets the refrigeration was water cooled, and they was water cooled by water towers, and those things were ripe for Legionella uh, and whatever. Mm-hmm. So 
what they'd done, they hired a guy, this was the supermarket, to go around and do an audit on all their cooling towers. And at those particular times, I think they had over 130 cooling towers nationally. There was a lot of cooling towers, so there was a lot of potential problems. And um, I w I, at that particular time, I was at it cleaning the pipe work in the towers, which caused the refrigeration units down on the shop floor and out at the back in the coal fields. And they did, they put this slideshow together. That's how <laughs> old it is. <laughs> they put a slideshow together and um, they showed these cooling towers in the right old state. You couldn't, you couldn't actually see them. And they got to mine them where it was so boring. I used to paint the valves, the clean the, the plant rooms and make sure that the cooling towers were right. And as a consequence to that, I got called over by one of the uh, by the MD of that supermarket I at the at the seminar, and uh, we got the contract nationally to to do that. Mm. And that's that's how the water hygiene business was born, through me being bored. <laughs> it's as simple as that. I love it. I lo again, look. Didn't know anything about legion. Didn't have a clue. See that, that it's, just, it's just again it's back to that, that mindset of going there's an opportunity there I'll go and yeah. do that whatever that whatever that looks like yeah yeah I can do that I'll, yeah yeah we can take care of that and you go and figure it out and you go because people listen to this like uh, who are struggling maybe or, and again back to COVID and you look at it and go like issues that come around if you've got a mindset that's open to opportunities open to pivoting or adapting in a certain way. That's how you get stronger and you grow and you, you, you yeah, you, you move forward. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I want to I talk about because obviously the your, your company values and again I want culture which we've sort of has been a theme throughout throughout the conversation. <laughs> but so you, your your company values customer service accountability quality and safety. When did you when did you bring them in to play? When were them values? Well, we've always had them. Always had is that, them. Is that yeah. been from the start, they, from when your dad? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but they've never been written down. Not yeah. the safety one. And, and that yeah. come in later. Yeah. Because yeah. if you remember, we, we started in 71. Mm. And the Health and Safety at Work Act didn't come out till 1974. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I can remember my dad coming home and moaning because uh, legislated then that, that to, uh, the first part of compliance with the Health and Safety at Work Act was you had to display it in the workplace. So you had to mm. put this this poster up yeah. in the workplace. And and, and that was, uh, oh, and, and again, if you think of that era, a lot of these workforce were guys that are, uh, you know, in their 20s, have been in World War Two. So when they come back, they're, they're um, <laughs> risk uh, evaluation. I mean, they, you know, they, have been at war, so yeah. they 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 just had a different mindset, and uh, and again, going back to that culture, sort of safety was uh, you know a bit that's uh, sort of wimp. But it was that attitude, it mm. really was that yeah. attitude. And, but of course, we all know how important it is. And how you have to embrace it, it you know. But and, and again, you know, when when you I, I mean, can you remember like when you see a company now, they're all logoed up. Polo shirts, high vis, yeah. work boots, and stuff like that. I mean, you used to have the engineers coming in from the 
stuff they wore to the dinner party the, the year before. Do you know what I mean? Like the old patent <laughs> shoes and flares <laughs> and <laughs> the collar. And, and you did, you know, and, and you did. It's just just a different time, and, yeah. and uh, you know, you. He no did get was white overalls in the end. Why yeah. he got white overalls? <laughs> I do not know. Yeah, what, 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 got what white, overalls, white overalls. Yeah, you know, but those uh, things, those uh, values, were always with us. Mm. Um, but as you grow a business, you get to certain points. You know, we, when we hit a million again, you have to evaluate yourself and you do your ISO um, accreditations, and people say we should write your values down and uh, communicate that to the staff. And that's what we've done. We've picked those values because they're the ones we've always worked with. They're dear to sort of our ethic, and um, that's what we've done. We've got them. Uh, we do a, a staff engagement day every year. We've done one in uh, at the Sussex Cricket Club this year mm. in July, and we we um, engage with them what those values mean to us. Go over that. We do a little quiz so that they're um, sort of engaged in the idea and that as well. So we try and communicate that to them. When people come on um, and they have their inductions, that's all um, part of their induction process as well. So we like to try and communicate that through. So that, you know, accountability. I want someone to be accountable for their work, not just turn up, throw it in a uh, bucket or a pint. You know, mm. you go and get a card in the end, don't you? Clean up afterwards and um, check it's working, check the pressure's on it, and everything else. So that when they walk away, that customer's got best job you know what they ultimately asked for mm. yeah I know and I, I guess like a lot of it people talk about company values and I guess again back to the whole family ethos and your own values as individuals that that they align with what your company values are because a company doesn't you know your work's there and your life's there but actually that has an impact on that doesn't it so yeah. if, that, if yeah. you're Absolutely. if your values in in life and who you are, if you're accountable yourselves as individuals, then that relates the same within your business. Yeah. yeah. And if they're aligned, that's where yeah. it's it's more authentic, I guess is the point I'm, I'm yeah. making. Yeah. And that's how that and that relays then to the staff, I guess. Yeah. You get what you've got. Mm. It's as simple as that. Mm. You know, we, we we wear our art honestly. We're passionate about what we do. We love the people, we love the team. Mm. It's great. You know, sometimes I I think that um, there's a, they get a little bit confused with the passion and uh, and all the rest of it, but we just value the team. I love people. I love mm. meeting new people. I love talking to people. Uh, I love working with with the guys and whatever. We all do. When we go to sleep at night, I, I haven't got you know I don't have to worry about anything. I think and I've got great value in that. Yeah. Um, I mean I remember you you always bring that story up now and again when we both went on a golf golf day years ago and you come into the office and you was a bit burned up because a lot of the people you played golf with all had these you know uh, expensive lifestyles big cars and they had, and they had the big holidays and they're going into big uh, we have bugger all and he said why, why aren't we doing that why aren't we doing that I said well look I, I, it can't happen we, we're doing this this and this and, and as a, a couple of years later these people who you were playing golf with they were being liquidated, going bust, running to other countries from the tax man and all the rest of it. Overspent. Overspent. And um, cut your costs accordingly. Yeah, you've got to cut your costs. There's, there's a you know there's a big saying that isn't a true one. And um, yeah, we've done true, it. We, yeah. we built it slowly, 
methodically Steady. and took our time and honestly and honestly that's it and that again oh, you used it earlier that integrity is such like you said that, that what taking that cassette what uh, 15 years or whatever I've been in business one thing I know that I could go to bed at night put me head on a pillow yeah. so no I haven't yeah. Yeah. screwed people over whether that yeah. be client staff whatever never it is. done that business community is a small community mm. and I don't want to turn up and feel embarrassed or not look at I, I want to look someone in the eye, shake their hand, and have a drink, and, and a laugh with them. Yeah, okay. And I don't want that reputation of being someone that's just charming. Yeah. Someone that's not. Yeah. This city is yeah. like a village. We all know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And because ha- ha- where, wh- how many staff are you at the moment? What like engineers? What's, what's it's what's getting up near fifty at, at the moment. But, but um, I guess that we're like any other company at the moment. We're struggling to recruit. Mm. Mm. We could do with sixty. Okay. We're struggling, but does that then that though I guess to then that sort of value is that is a culture more difficult to create the bigger you get from that like when there's ten or fifteen of you yeah. or whatever yeah. easier got, to get those values. skill shortage out there that's yeah. for sure because yeah. um, it's not just sort of getting people like like a, a, uh, gas engineers and what they need to have done their apprenticeship to become competent trainees not just a case of grabbing someone and being able to put them in a van and send them straight out. Yeah. You, you need to know that they're you competent. You can't give them three yeah. weeks training and mm. then send them out there. Yeah. It's a five-year year. apprenticeship, but to be quite honest, you know, it's um, to when you go out there, you're still learning for another two to three years on top of that. So yeah. it really it's an eight-year apprenticeship to before be you're anywhere near where you need to be yeah and talk to so then i'm interested that about like what's your thoughts around sort of apprenticeships and obviously education side of things like university and wherever you on on that sort of you're obviously a fan of apprenticeships i'm assuming massive fan of apprenticeships i mean we've got uh three that's going through uh apprenticeships now that have just started we've got another three that's coming out the other end so six in total out of uh, you know uh, uh, a company of uh, 50 is pretty good percentage yeah. um, and we've got what, uh, apprenticeship uh, apprentice in the office as well we've got an apprentice so, yeah. yeah in the office as well so massive uh, investment for us but a worthwhile one someone's got to do it well, a service I think director was there apprentice was there apprentice yeah, yeah. that yeah. showed progression yeah okay. so it's um yeah, it's a journey, but it's it, it's it's banging the drum really, getting it out there that this is a trade that really is is could be a fantastic career for you. Mm-hmm. And you know, where people think, oh, gas engineers, well, uh, you know, or uh, air conditioning engineers. You know what? They go in all sorts of environments. Mm-hmm. You know, they can be in hotels, they can be in gymnasiums, they can be in restaurants they can be in cinema they can go in any environment you want and they're seeing all aspects of life mm. and uh, it's it's a good life it, it, it is a good life mm. you know and uh, it pays well it rewards well it's technical it, you're forever using your brain to work out the problem and if you're into problem solving then that's your thing yeah. it really is you know I, I love because I'm I'm a fan as well. I think of apprentice because I, I 
I wasn't the most academic at school, I'll be honest with you. So I didn't, I failed A-levels and stuff and didn't do. And I, I look at the kids now, and like mine, I've, I've got twins of seven, and I think about that career path and, you know, university and what that looks like. But great, if they want to be a lawyer or yeah. a doctor or something like that, you've got to go to university Absolutely, to do that. Yeah. Great, yeah. I, I'll, I'll yeah. support that, no problem. Yeah. But I'd much rather them come to me as well, either with that or with the thought process of going, you know, I want to go into, this is the career I want to go into, what's the path to get into that? Come up with a business idea, go and travel the world, rather than just go to university to go and get with a no degree. For, with no, yeah. yeah, with no, yeah. like, just three years at a university mm. to get a degree that potentially you're not going to go and do that. Because for me, the education system, potentially, in my, that, that we don't teach a lot of the, fundamental life skills I- in school these days it, it, or no I, I, I sort of see that uh, you know when, when my lad uh, was at school he, he sort of went went to the open days and, and you know rightly so they're, they're, they're pushing sort of you, you've got to get your grades to get to university but it's almost if you don't want to go that university path it's almost like you failed and actually uh, as I say I've had some great times at work and some f- funny funny times you know uh, and it, it's just a great industry, you know. And, and um, I think what you said, university, you want to be a doctor, surgeon, lawyer. Yeah, that's, that's the way to go. But you know, not for everything. Not for everything. We exactly. haven't got enough of the opposite sex in our industry either. That's what we. Mm. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah, desperate to to uh, to to get the uh, ladies and uh, in, involved in our industry. It's, it's what, great. Why, why is that? Uh, I think uh, because a it's a historical up. thing, it's mm. it's seen as that male environment, mm. and uh, I don't think that's right. Uh, yeah. And I think that it, you know that anybody going into our business now um, should be app- should be applauded. Uh, you you know you have to have good qualifications at, at school and at mm. college. You need to be good at maths. You need to be good at science. Um, you need to be pretty good at uh, English as well. Um, to be able to do all the calculations, work out all of the problems and what have you of air, uh, in our industry and problem solve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, women are pretty good at that. <laughs> yeah, my wife sells me, she solves all the problems and goes, so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, look, talk, we've talked about a lot of the challenges. I want to tell me about that running company for that amount of time tell me about maybe some uh, standout highlights for you like running the business was it turning it around at that point in in the late 90s or talk to me as we're as we're recording this now we've just found out that you've been nominated for a sussex business award is that that correct yeah it is yeah yeah yeah. yeah, large company of the year i think is is right uh, but yeah tell tell me about that is is there any standout highlights for you so over the journey Mine was, was yesterday morning. I just see the two vans that we've just had rewrapped for our new marketing. That was exciting to see that. <laughs> so, so you've got, you know, simple as that, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can get a buzz out of something like, like we're doing a rebrand. And uh, I've got to say, I thought they looked fantastic. Really, really pleased with the outcome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so it's a celebrating little it, wins like that, I guess, li- over Little over wins, yeah, 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 and it still keeps the passion going. and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I had a good walk around the vans. I, 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 uh, I, I wasn't involved in it. That's probably why they look so good. <laughs> <laughs> All my ideas were ditched, which is probably a good thing. But they, 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 uh, 
Look really, I'm like really, really pleased, really yeah. happy with them, you know. So uh, little wins like that, really. Because mm. I guess as well, like again, one thing I often talk about is the the journey of, and like you said, listening to you guys talk and about the fun that you have there and the fact that you've got each other and that banter and, and creating that enjoyment part of, of the work process. As tough as those times are when you're in the late 90s when you're in from COVID, whatever them points look like, that there's got to be that enjoyment of the journey over that process. Massive, oh, massive. I mean, you just asked is, you know, one of the highlights. For me, one of the highlights is seeing progression mm. with your, your team. I mean, now we've got James Beresford Ward, who came on as a water hygiene manager. Um, our general manager then uh, decided to move on to Pastures New. And um, we, he recommended that uh, James to the job. We was somewhat hesitant, mm. if we were honest, in, yep. in those days. Um, but through COVID, he went on a massive learning curve, and he was absolutely brilliant. And he shone, and uh, he has then gone on the journey with us, and he's continued to shine. And as a consequence to that, you, you you know, from my point of view now, I'm in the early 60s. I need to recognise that I'm not as quick and as uh, business uh, academic as as I was, and what have you. And it's and it's time for new blood to come through. You want the company to go on to the next level, and I think that with me, with my brothers, I've done. I could still take it on, but I think it's time for someone else. And you've got to recognise that in, in business and, and, and make sure that the, the company is still going on that upward journey. And we've done that and we've made him MD. You know, he's now the new managing director of TSS. We've done that back in July. July, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, is, is that hard for you though, Andy? Like, I, I know you're obviously you're, you're chairman that hard to maybe take a step back a little bit sometimes yeah sometimes because you know it, uh, to a degree it was my train set and now <laughs> all of a sudden someone's got hold of my train set <laughs> and uh, they they better deal with it in the, with the respect that they that they need to but he is and he and he's great and he's going to take it on further than I than I did you know he's he's the next level now the other one is is Kieran Bolter. He started off with us as a as an apprentice electrician. Uh, he's grown and grown and grown and and got all and embraced the management side. He started he went as a service manager, and now he's a, he's a director of the company. And uh, you know he's got fantastic experience. But they've both got that youth. You know they're both in there middle to late 30s they've got the bit between their teeth they're the next thing in 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 tss uh, on it on its journey mm. and what have you and i'm out there really if you like doing a bit of mentoring and and uh marketing the business and and smoozing as they used to call <laughs> it in my day you know so so that's what we've done and and it and it's and it's working so those are the highlights for me of that progression, seeing people coming through, mm. knowing that you've had a an input in their journey and made an impression 
on them mm -hmm. in their journey, uh, whether that's a right one or a wrong one. Uh, time will tell, but I'm, um, you know, I've got every confidence in them as we all have, mm -hmm. you know, all three of us. Yeah, it's exciting. I yeah. think we're we're quite forward-looking, aren't we? Yeah. We don't dwell on mistakes we've made in the past. Um, but learn from them. But learn. learn from them. Yeah. You always learn. And uh, we move on quickly, don't we? And uh, we've always done that, and we've never blamed a a any of us for for making those mistakes. And we have at times believe we've made some horrendous ones. <laughs> um, but like you say, you, you pick pick up, learn from them, and carry on. And we've always done that. And I've enjoyed that. I've always enjoyed working, uh, not just us, with, with all the team. I think it's a testament to them all. They're all, all stood by us, all, you know, through thick and thin. It's been great. It's good, good times. And there's others that's moved on outside of TSS mm. and that have gone to uh, further their career outside of TSS. Very proud of them. They, you know, we gave them that platform and mm. that springboard to be able to do that and they recognise that and they you know they've come back and tell us that and that's great. Yeah, yeah, we're you still know, in get touch a lot from it. that. Still still in touch, you know. What then does it what then does success look like to you guys? Does it look like do, do you at this point now do you sit back and go or like by the sounds like you said, always forward thinking and that level of self awareness I guess to be able to go actually where we've got TSS to get it to that next level maybe where I'm not the right person to do that yeah. I've got to put this other person mm. out there yeah. but wh where do you sit on that thing because I'm conscious around the narrative around success about it being a narrative around people's financial gain and what that sort of looks like and how you are with the business but just talk to me about that what does success look like to you just, just keep going forward really and, yeah. and, and another bit going back to the old man I mean he, he always said Surround yourself with good people. Yeah. Simple, simple stuff. But you know, and uh, just surround yourself, and, and just keep driving it forward. You know, and uh, I love going around and seeing uh, the vans and knowing that we're doing a good job, and uh, the relationships we've got with clients. You know, I've got clients that go back fifteen years, and and again, see, seeing how their businesses have grown and developed, and. Um, I've been my, I've been my college, college. 23 years I've yeah, been here. Yeah, you know, and, and again, you know, I'm, I'm working, as I say, very much in, in the hard times, I was on the tools, mm. you know, uh, and and the, the people I'm dealing with, the clients, they were pretty much on the tools, and now they're in a position, and I've seen their journey as well as mine, you know, mm. seen it mirrored, and it's, it's great, you know. And I, I guess, how important then is that like legacy to you because obviously your dad you carried on your dad's legacy with the thing is, is that important to you very yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I think it, it your 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 question was is is um how do you measure success mm. and i think the fact that you've still got the business and you can go to sleep at night and know that you've done pretty good job I think that's how you measure success mm. to be honest so uh, if you're satisfied with your lot yeah I think that says it all really because that that then that I love I love that in from listening to it in the sense of that that feeling of fulfillment and contentment that you get yeah when you're at that it don't matter that. about the big flash cars and and all that it's nice of course it's lovely yeah. and the lovely holidays and all the rest of it are 
yeah, who's who's not going to say uh, no to that? Mm. But I think it's got to be the the satisfaction within mm. uh, and what have you, and knowing that you've done your best. Mm. And and I'd hate to think I went to bed knowing that I didn't do my best. And I know these guys are exactly the same. You've got to keep pushing. Might the sound yeah. twee, but it's it, you've got to live with that. We've we got a nice lifestyle as well, haven't we? I mean, yeah. we, we, yesterday we got, uh, got invited to Taunton. Oh, we did creative pod. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, Matt, yeah which I know. Is a Matt great day. We met lovely people. What a way to spend a Monday, you yeah. know. And um, today we're sitting here with you, lovely. doing a podcast, you know. Bloody hard work. When I'm <laughs> <laughs> when grafting I today, <laughs> boys, you're grafting today. I don't. When I'm I looked at my school report all those years ago, I never think I'd be sitting doing a podcast <laughs> with you. <laughs> Here we go. I'd have been looking out the window, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to plug it out. We're winning. Well, look, I'll, the one thing I have to ask, because I, it's, like I said, the, this has become a little bit cathartic. It's almost like therapy for me, I guess, the, the podcast, because I, I often talk about things that I'll potentially struggle with and on my business journey. But work-life balance, what is, like, over the whole course of the journey and, and doing that, do, do you feel that, you've achieved that is is there been sacrifices along the way from personal life that that type of thing for there's always sacrifices yeah on a personal level and well, business level yeah i don't know anybody that uh, owns their own business and has run their own business for as long as we have or shorter doesn't have to make sa- if they haven't made any sacrifices they're either extremely extremely clever or they just don't care uh, and what have you I, there, there will always be sacrifices um, yeah that that impact on the family impact on you but as long as you realize and they realize that you're doing it for all the right reasons and they're with you on the journey. I think then you pretty you cracked mm. it there. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing, isn't it? It's getting the buy-in from everyone around, and and how you we're all about that with you. You know, trying to have that. But people say, "What's a work-life balance?" And you go, "Well, actually, because I love my work." Like you listen to you talk about, yeah, it, you can tell cool. how passionate you are about oh, TSS. Yeah. You can tell that. Like from the minute I've met you guys, and, and, and you tell, I remember even during COVID we come to the offices and you've done a, a seminar I was there and you just you could tell the passion that you talk and still today that's what I can hear coming out of you so when if you do love your work it's not like it's not a bad thing to say I want to spend not time work. at work it's yeah yeah work. it's, it's a hobby it's a yeah, hobby yeah. because yeah. you love it and it's tr- and trying to and, and of course you like spending time with the family as well and that's an important part but as and like I said earlier I guess my I allude to the fact that there's that that has an impact on that. So there's, but as long as they they align in the values that you're trying to it's do, it's difficult at times because yeah. I think in COVID, yeah. I I spent uh, a lot of hours at work, yeah. and um, I obviously did back in the late nineties, but then everybody else was at work as well, and obviously in COVID, I was there till quite late in the evenings, and uh, I was coming home, and, and uh, everybody was, you know, even though you didn't talk then, you know. It, the weather was great for yeah, them yeah, at the time. Amazing, yeah. And I, was, I remember driving home at times and, and the, the, all the roads were packed with cars where everybody's down on the beach. My wife used to say to me, well, why didn't you, you know, can't you get home early or whatever? And uh, everybody else is at home. But 
it had to be done. There was things that needed to be done in the office and, and new strategies that I had to work with and everything to get the company to where it was. Yeah. Um, but luckily, I've got a, a, a fantastic wife, and she yeah. understood, and uh, she was with me on the journey. Yeah. But we had to support him, you know, so uh, in everything that he'd done, although we was out doing... We were and very that's proud. where we come together. I was very, very proud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best tan I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, we had that, we had that, that nice weather. Uh, it's, uh, it's fascinating. Like I say, uh, it's something that I, I often just question about. And then, like you said, you, there is one in your own business. So actually, do you, how do you guys feel about like switch? Do you switch off? You mentioned it earlier. I think Andy about coming home and you know never really off because no. the business is always there. But no, I love it. it, it uh, you know, I can be sitting on a, a lane on a sunbed in Tenerife or Italy or or, or wherever. Uh, I'll still be thinking about the business. Should, what about if we do this? What about if we do that? I can be driving along and thinking about it. Yeah, it's in, it's incessant, really. It's um, it's just the way that you're you're made, mm. uh, and it's not ideal. I th- there is sometimes when I wish I could not think about it, mm. uh, and whatever. But that's that's who I am. It's part of my makeup. That that's it, really. Right, listen. We're coming towards the end. We're gonna before we do the quick fire questions, just talk to me. What what what, what does the future look like for TSS? It looks great. It looks great. Yeah, it looks <laughs> it great. Looks good. Yeah. It, it Hopefully, really with an uh, award in, in yes, a yes, yes, yeah, lovely, yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah. Well, we're, we're trying to grow it still. You know, as I said, we we're forever trying to raise the the standard. Uh, we what we really want to be, we want to be the best in the southeast. You know, it's, it's a, a proper, proper brand name. Quality engineering at its best. Uh, and, and just grow it from there, bringing people through, making sure they're, they're working to, to the best standards that we can deliver, you know, uh, and be a real mm. uh, quality uh, company. And, and it's, I think Andrew said it earlier, you know, we've we're selective sometimes on, on who, who we work with as well, mm-hmm. you know, because, um, y- you know, y- you want the best for your clients, but your clients got to want the best as well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we're trying to, to deliver. Mm-hmm. But it's a moving target. We're, we're you know, we're, we're constantly looking at ourselves, how we can improve ourselves. As Steve said earlier, we're rebranding. We're looking at all those things, new vans and everything. Uh, investment into the employees, putting them through their training programs, um, keeping that staff retention, which is key to us at the moment, um, and bringing new skills in where we can. We've got new managers, as we said, and directors, and we're uh, showing career progression for people. So we're trying to put all those procedures in place. Financially, we're secure. We work very closely with our accountants, Watson, to... to um, look at our budgets and everything for the future so I, I'm actually uh, very always have been very optimistic for the future and I look forward to what's ahead I really do amazing amazing well look, I certainly wish you you guys continue so it's been fascinating having having a chat with you and learning about you know from a personal point of view lessons learning listening to you talk about especially the culture and the ethos and what you've got and love the 
you say yes we'll figure it out later and, and look at where it's got so it's, it's amazing um look we're going to finish with our quick five questions as we always do um i want to pick on one of you to, to do this so steve tell me one piece of advice you give to your 18 year old self go with your instinct first instinct go with it okay chris who's inspired you in your career and why mum and dad mum and dad are great they were such a tight bond my dad was always the uh, business end of it. My mum was very supportive. They brought us up in a fantastic way. They were great. I'd, I'd assume that would be the same answer for uh, all three of you. It would, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get that, I'll get that, definitely. Um, all of you, have you got a, a, a book or a podcast that you've listened to that's had an impact on, on you and your careers, any one of you? Well, funny, I listened to the podcast with Mike Monk. Oh, really? Yeah. And I thought he was inspiring. I thought he was great. Brilliant. Yeah. Very honest man. Yeah. Told him so yesterday. Really? Yeah. So I'd never met Mike before. Oh, wow. Uh, and what have you. But I liked his integrity. I liked his honesty. And, um, yeah, and what he's done. Yeah, I felt... Uh, and uh, we had a we had a 10, 15-minute chat yesterday. It was, no, it was nice to okay. meet him. So, I, yeah, I liked that podcast. I thought it was great. Oh, yeah, that's very kind. I love it. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy, Mike known him for, for a while and yeah very old school with a with a sales love that brilliant yeah love that uh, again for me what a learning because this has been like an education for me like that's why <laughs> I, I love it so much but listen we're going to finish off Annie wind us up with your one rule for living a fulfilled life just do the right thing and make sure you can sleep at night Gentlemen, honestly, it's been a true honour to have you guys on. Oh, it's been great to be here. Thank you very much. Enjoyed it. Yeah, enjoyed it. Listen, I've got everything for for you for the Sussex Business Awards. So let's so we get we get that something in the trophy cabinet. Yeah. Listen, thanks again. Wish you continued success, and that, as they say, is a wrap. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. Awesome.